There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more. ¿Qué tal amigos? Mi nombre es Roman Rojas y Tremenda Vaina es el podcast donde te contamos cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro historias solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? En el último episodio de Tremenda Vaina te contamos de un muchacho en China que vendió una parte de su cuerpo para comprarse un iPad. ¿Será verdad? ¿Será mentira? Suscríbete en iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify o tu plataforma favorita. También nos puedes seguir en Twitter, Instagram o Facebook. El mundo enfrenta una pandemia. Encuentre respuestas y acceda a información veraz y confirmada en el especial de NTN24 sobre coronavirus COVID-19. Escuche los contenidos de NTN24 en su plataforma de podcast favorita. All right, you guys. Yeah. Let it rip. What is your favorite holiday movie? Ooh. Mm. Wow. I'm Frank. Oh, my God. Uh, the Christmas Story. You'll oh. shoot your eye out. Wow. I, saw that's, that. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. But millennials don't know that movie. Like, that was a black and white, right? Christmas story. They're like, what Damn, the fuck yo, black that? and white? That was wow. Wait, wow. mine is kind of old too, though. And it's more of a family tradition. It's Babes in Toyland, you know, the March oh. of the Wooden Soldiers, 1961 classic. Yeah. It's sexist to call say babes in this yeah, day. I know. So yeah. I don't know if you want to go there. Okay, that's maybe okay. I'll. Ha- they're not here anymore. So Women in Toyland? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You guys? Home Alone, obviously. Oh, really? Oh, good I was, one. I was Classic. left Home Alone a lot, too, back, back uh, when I was young. So, you know, you had people in the fire escape. I had to do some booby traps. To, like, oh, snap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was crazy no back doubt. then. No uh, Me, Home Alone 2. Uh, I couldn't get enough of one, so I uh, two was better. Did you know a pigeon lady like they had in the movie? Yeah. The Latinos Out Loud podcast. Right You're now. wearing a Santa hat. Yeah. Santa hat, so Santa, cool. Santa I don't know what these are, socks. Santa whiskers, right? <laughs> um, for your information, I plucked hardcore last okay, night. So right, I am right, I am right. pretty wow. I'm like a baby's bottom right now on my chin. <laughs> if you want to come close and see. Season shavings. <laughs> Hi guys. Uh, it's the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Uh, my name is Rachel La Loca. My name is Michael Diaz, also known as Juan Bago. Oh, wow. Okay, you say nice. your name this time. Well, keep I love keep that the game ended. Jimmy oh. Fernandez, Jay Ferns. Frank, Frank Nibs, Frank Spiracy. Mm. Mm, which one is it? Either or. Okay, I like 
like that Woo! option. I like that there's choices. Or, or, it's all about choices. Mm. But you know what we don't have a choice in is this is the last episode of the wow. season. Wow. There's no choice in the matter. This, this is it. This is crazy. I like that it's 130. We ended in even numbers. 130. Yeah. yeah. 130. 2019 was a ride. Yeah. yeah wow. It was. <laughs> I mean, you guys, it's kind of sad because, I mean, we're taking a little bit of a break. Right. We Mine's are- going back into rehab, so that's yeah, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've been using that rehab yeah. joke like, <laughs> I use it every year. 10 years now. <laughs> 10 years? Not even for me. It's just for all of it. Like, yeah. I've used it personally. Yeah, like, all the time. In front of him. He yeah. goes. He goes through this every. Yeah, yeah. Point yeah. Of the year, every yeah. every six months. You do relapse. Right you relapse a lot. What do you want me to say? <laughs> With diets, but like that's different. Oh, yeah. Which, by the way, I'm doing keto right now, and it's going oh, great. Good. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, awesome. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. After that, the the, the comedian guy and, the, and he's like all ripped. He has like a seven pack. Yo, shout out. I have to. Yo, right away. I was like, shout out to Kamal Keto. Then John, like he looks like Thor now. Like he's, oh, he's so ripped. Looks crazy. Wow. He's, he stopped doing stand up and started doing push-ups. Oh, oh is it the last day? Come on. We don't know. Stay tuned. Yo, it's the last episode. Get ready. Uh, yeah. I, I, wow. If I had another I'm pass, I would have gone with sit-ups instead of push-ups. It's mm. better with the word. Uh, but you know what? We'll edit it and I'll do it again. Okay. <laughs> so it's fine. Um, but guys, this was crazy. We actually hung out outside of oh, uh, outside of the podcast, which is rare because we don't really talk after this ends. Right? We don't know. Yeah, we really. immediately go to our separate Ubers and we're out. <laughs> Bye-bye. Um, but we hung out this week. Where did we go, Mike? We went to the uh, In the Heights uh, trailer party. Is that yeah, where you were? Yeah, I was. Um, but yeah, it was In the Heights. It was at 809. 809. Where Room 28 had our first sketch comedy show. Yeah. Yes. March of 2014. Oh, my God. I and we, men- so we mentioned it to the owner. And he was like, oh, okay. Okay, yeah, uh, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Somebody yeah, else, he turned around and somebody like, else was there that year. I don't know. <laughs> he was like, hey, luckily, I started uh, April of 2014, and I didn't witness that. <laughs> That's uh, why we stopped. We don't do comedy here no more, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I was I was teasing the owner. I'm like, yo, my man, these appetizers are really good. 809 is like this on a norms. It was really the food was amazing. The food was great. They it had was. a piragua. Oh my god. They had know. a piragua stand there. Piragua stand. Yeah. They had a built-in bodega that was in there with actual platanos. What a great event. Yeah, they had real rats, like, you know. No. Just to make you feel like you're in the heights. You know what I mean? They had rats. <laughs> the cucarachas. Scurrying around, uh, cucarachas. I got a couple. Mm-hmm. I saved some. Everybody uh, got a chancleta to swat at them uh, when they walked in. It you was just, really experiential. Shout out to the agency that did the activation. Yeah. yeah. But this was cool. It had lit, like the whole cast of a night was there. Yes. What a cast. Um, they, showed the, they showed the trailer, which was great. Because if you grew up in the Heights like me, it was like, yo, this, yo, they shot this spot. They shot that spot. It was all these places that I yeah. recognized. And you got goosebumps. I actually saw it when you had... Goosebumps. I have goosebumps. Really? Yeah, it became goosebumps, a skin rash. It became really, like more of a rash. They're really on. raised. They're very raised for goosebumps. Uh, yeah. I, I was tra- concerned. And it traveled all the way like to my inner thigh. It was really oh, bad. Okay. Oh, okay. You get, like, a that rash. was really uncomfortable. Wow, I can't picture You get that. a rash? You yeah. get a rash? <laughs> yeah. Shout out to my dermatologist because we had to like go... Yeah. He had to give me a lot of creams. <laughs> it looked more like like chicken skin. It was it was bad. It was like bad. chicken. But skin. initially the goosebumps was because I was really it was great to see the heights wow. represented on on the big no, screen. It was amazing. Yeah. It was uh, really How was the was crowd's awesome. reaction when they saw the actual trailer? I it was yeah. emotional. It was emotional. Really, it was a yeah. lot of crying. Wow, a lot yeah. of cheering. Mm-hmm. So People are really was, proud. This is gonna be big in the summer, huh? Yeah, Frank. It's gonna be big. I can't Yo. wait. 
I, I really think that, and just ha- it was a pleasure and an honor to have been invited to the trailer premiere party because the star power in that room alone was, I mean, wattage people. Yo, I saw wow. your pick, son. I saw your so pick. So you were doing some work f- um, on the side. You weren't just there to hang out. I was working. there hustling people, got right. hired by BuzzFeed, Pero Like, to be their correspondent for their Instagram story. So I did 70 posts. <laughs> did you get did you get paid per post and that's why you did like 325 of them? No, no, no. 75, 75. Look, you give me the password to your Instagram, I'm going to be who I am. Right. And that's who usually, I am. Usually you can see the little bar in the Instagram story. I think it was like a little, little mini specs. microscopic speck. Yeah, it was, it was like it was a whole... Like, <laughs> you had a zoom to see the little Rachel bar. was like, she was documenting everything. You the were like, piragua, the 181 station backdrop. Right. Like, it really was in an the event. Still now we're I'm doing it the... the next day too. In the morning, you were still like, guys, better like this is my house. Well, I Check wanted to see kitchen. the reaction. I was like, do I log back in and see what people are saying about me, or do I just cut it? I cut it. I didn't want to hear what the uh, responses were. But if you liked my stories on Pero Like, hit us up at We Are Latinos Out Loud. It was a lot of fun. And I have to say, not only was it amazing to see our culture and the community represented, but also that room was filled with like this emotion of, we're doing this together. This is unity. This is different than what has been done in the past. And I genuinely feel like 2020 is going to be the year of Latinos. Like, oh. it, it, this is it. You thought this was it? No, my friend. We have In the Heights coming out in June 2020. Right. Films mm. on location in the Heights. Then a few months later in December, we've got West Side Story shot in mm. El Barrio, Steven uh, Spielberg. Okay. You were in that. Um. Well, a little bit. <laughs> I was. I she was. got hired by BuzzFeed, and she was actually no, doing Instagram no, stories while the movie was going no. on. I got Stay hired tuned. by Spielberg. Oh, uh, okay. No, I mean. <laughs> you called him Stevie, right? Because you were like I a did. first name. I was like, hey, Stevie, come here. Yeah, bring your corned beef sandwich. I got to talk to you about something. <laughs> Yo, I got an idea about for E.T. 2. <laughs> Ete. It's called he Ete. Latino. He should be a Latino. It's called, yo, it's called Ete. It's you might see me. Uh, you might see me dancing and running in the I like to live in America scene. Oh shit! You may. I don't know. We'll see in December 2020. Nice. But anyway, I just really hope that we all take advantage of this wave of this momentum, and I mean that in the best way. Like this is our time, people. Get out there, buy those movie tickets. That's so important. You know what I'm saying? Buy the movie tickets. Go see the movie. Support. The film support the actors and shout out to the actors who are very interested in being guests on our show. I have to say, I've already confirmed Daphne Rubin Vega. Oh, wow, exclusive in January, God willing. You know, shit happens, but I'm and you saying. got, I saw you talking with Jimmy Smith. I also oh, saw you, oh, wow. I saw you dropping your. Yo, you know what's so funny? Wait, I, I have to chime in. Yeah. It's so funny. I see Rachel with Jimmy Smith. I start talking to you. Yeah. I hear a bottle fall. Like, Brah! what? I was like, that was Rachel. And we turn around <laughs> and she's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I was a little nervous. Okay. Uh, he is my older man crush. Like, oh shit. And he was there. And we both graduated from Brooklyn College. Wow. So already I'm like, Brooklyn Bulldogs, baby. Jimmy Smith. Oh. Yo, you're slick with your branding because you tagged Brooklyn College and then they reposted it. Yes. I was like, yo, Rachel's <laughs> always on her branding. Yo, CUNY is proud of its graduates. I knew they were going to repost it. Wow. Anyway, and so shout out to Jimmy Smith, who you guys were talking to, and he wants to be on the show, right? Yeah, he was even saying like, yo, we, we got to hang out sometime. Nah. And I was he ready. said we got to oh, hang shit. out? Yeah. Did he say anything about me? Well, this I'm was just before kidding. he met you. Just kidding. That was before. 
No, he had a big stain on his shirt from when you dropped the drink on him. I didn't drop it on no. him. I dropped it next to him. And it was actually, it was a split of Moet Chandon, which is just like, you know, they put the straw on the little split. It was a very fancy event. Anyway, um, shout out to Dasha Polanco, who also oh. took the time to sit down and talk to me. Stephanie Beatriz sat down and talked to me. Of course, Daphne Ruben Vega. And then your boy Lynn Manuel was there. Very right. emotional. He, You could just tell how proud he is of this project. Yeah. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Anyway, take advantage, people. It is our time to shine. And I certainly hope this podcast will be brought to another level because we sure are busting our asses here. And um, go out there and vote. Twenty. Woo. Vote yeah, yeah. Vote. The second thing that we did together, that well, we had our Latinos Out Loud pot, potluck. Potluck. Yeah, but you got to pronounce pot very. I would definitely call it potluck. I would call it a pot. Look. Yes. Look. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The pot loca. Yeah. yeah. The pot loca. You guys, she brought a lot I don't want to be coined that way, okay? So, uh, okay. you know, let's keep it moving. But, okay, <laughs> I, I'm not going to. Actually, I want to focus on Tibby was our. Um, the host. The host. And wow. he just. And chefing it up. He was chefing it up. I went in, I walked into the apartment. He was frying fucking tacos. Live and, and direct. Them. And I was like, yo. And you then, ate like eight of them, uh, Jamie. I ate I a little too much. Them. And it made me, it messed me up for every other food for the rest of the night. Because I just had way too many in one shot. You You're know welcome. what I had way too many of? Yeah. Your slutty brownies. Thanks a lot. Yeah. My wow. intestines and I thank you. The next day we weren't doing so well because I ate half a tray. I was very flattered that people like my slutty brownies. They were, you guys, they were amazing. Oh, That's boy. like the first thing you've ever made in your life, right? Mm, no. <laughs> I've made French toast once. Um, oh, but <laughs> slutty brownies, if you don't know, it's... Uh, it's brownies, it's uh -huh. chocolate chips, and it's Oreos and one wow. and fudge and all that shit. It's all in one crazy how could you mix? Wow. You put it in the oven. You know, thirty five minutes later, you have like diabetes. But um, <laughs> yeah. but yo, it's worth it. It is worth it. Yo, Tibby, that penny was on point. Yo, yo. dogs. Thank you so much. Yo, <laughs> every time I went to the bathroom, I went to get a beer, I took the little skin off. The cuerito. I no, took a little wait. piece all the time. <laughs> I, the thought you were going, that I thought, like I thought that. you were going somewhere else I with know, that. Like, know. Every time I'll, I went to the I bathroom. I was lying to you guys. I kept on taking the cuerito all the time. I was crunchy. Crackate. The trick is you have to keep the skin nice and, nice and dry. Mm. Put the season on top. Seven hours in the oven. Seven, wow. hours. Seven, seven hours. Ooh. Seven hours. We gotta have a tibby. We gotta have a tibby cooking segment. Yo. Twenty twenty. That's it. We gotta think of a good name. Tibby's cooking segment. Okay, okay. that's perfect. That <laughs> works. Pero, pero, you made the the the, the ensalada con papa, verdad? Colombiano. 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 Tell us about your potato salad magic. <laughs> that shit was good. Your potato salad powers. It was uh, not for me. My mom made it. It was estilo colombiano, so 50% sour cream, 50% mayonnaise, mm. a little mm. light, you know. And apparently the potatoes were a little big, Frank. Uh, you know, typical Frank. I, Frank was I, like, yo. You complained yo, about the potato no, size? No, he complimented it, and then he gave like, oh, but one suggestion. And then he said that it was. Chopped down yeah, the potato I, like, size. I ate it like five times, but it was it was excellent. All right. So I, love, I loved all the culture, like the, the foods everyone brought. is like, you know, very cultural. Mm. Mike ended up bringing like two Entenmann's cakes. And very ate. cultural, it's, Mike. It's nobody ate it's them, fancy. though. Entenmann's. Perfect. I, I usually like Entenmann's cakes, but... A little lazy. I think it was a little part lazy. Of, no, I, it was no, it was like it was the placement. Like I put it in a table in the back, mm -hmm. so it wasn't near people's, you know, view. View and so okay. like they, you, you know, hid them. 
But I, I was proud of Mike. You indulged, and I love that. You were like back to your old self, Mike. <laughs> yeah. In buying two Entman's cake, they were probably on sale two for seven or something. <laughs> oh, there was six ninety nine each plus tax. <laughs> then you got robbed. You got robbed. Yeah, it was. You know, Mike. But it was great to see you back to your old self. Honestly, what do you mean? Back to your old self, yeah. It was for one time. You had, he wasn't on a cleanse. He wasn't right, on a diet. Right, right. He was being free. Right, right. He had a little I beer, you know. Love, I love freedom, Mike. The coquito was really good. Oh, there the coquito go. was flowing like it is right now. Loquita's coquito was on deck. Okay. Nice, and yeah. then uh, the Italian pastries and pizzas from Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn. Yo, mm. there was, people were getting f- like fat. People were yeah. getting fat. <laughs> I felt guilty. For lack of a better word, but we were I was like my stomach was like by the end of the night, I was like, oh damn, okay. I just want to shout out you guys because as I've discussed on this podcast, I sort of missed Thanksgiving this year uh, just because the baby ended up in the emergency room and yeah. stuff. But like this was such a great substitute. It really felt like my Thanksgiving and it was nice to be among my family, which is everyone in this room. Nice. So it was beautiful. Yeah. And then we played Latino card revoked. Uh, yes. So Very shout out to revealing. Glory. Shout out to Glory. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Found out some new stuff about Jamie and some of his answers. You know, whatever. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the rest of the night was kind of a haze. I'm oh, not sure okay. yeah, what yeah, happened yeah. after All the right. game. I don't know what I said. We found out a lot, a lot about everyone in the in. The- oh did? Yeah. yeah. Let's leave that for another episode. But there was some things about Mike that were like, yeah. what are you yeah. talking about? To be continued. To be continued. Okay. No doubt. Okay. But we gotta All move right. on. Okay, so I think now it's time for the, the last pochincha bite of the year. Oh my oh, god. Man. I've been waiting all day. Ay. I've been waiting all night. Ay. I've been waiting all day. Ay. Pochincha. Ay. Bites. Ay. I've been waiting all day. Pochincha. I've been waiting all night. Pochincha. I've been waiting all day. Pochincha. Bites. What's up, guys? Hey, hey Jamie. Jamie. What's up, yo? We ready for this? Let's make this happen. Who are you? I'm great. I'm great. So, guys, let's get into it. Um, <laughs> first bites. So, we were talking about the uh, the Peloton bike last week. Yeah, yes. yeah the Peloton. If you didn't hear, it's uh, Peloton is this uh, the crazy expensive exercise bike that men are fat shaming their girlfriends with. Um, so sad. At least that's the what the girl. That's what the commercial did. Right. And people were pissed off that the husband bought. The, the his girl that bike yeah. although it's a pretty good bike like most Expensive. people would want that costs a lot of money $69 a month my sister $69 a month for like wow. 30 months. years but <laughs> <laughs> that shit goes in the grave yo I'm still paying for my Peloton yeah my great grandma bought this bike and I'm still paying off <laughs> you know what but she looks so good in her open casket dog. <laughs> It was worth it, even though we still got to pay it off for the next 10 years. Um, no, but guys, there's a new addition now that you can add to the Peloton experience. Ooh, nice. Wow. Uh, it's like an add-on, huh? And actually, Rachel actually texted me this article, so interesting. But it's Why you blow me up, though, Jamie? Though? Why, why you blow me up, though? Did you sign up to the newsletter or something? I uh, just want to give credit. Thank credit you. So this is, it's called the OC. OC. The O seat. The O seat. It's a seat Seat. cover. It's a seat cover from a porn company called Cam Cam Soda. Um, Soda? Soda. (laughs) All right. So this seat cushion has a pouch that allows users to insert a sex toy as they pedal their way to pleasure. Damn. Wow. Um, So you can lose weight and your virginity at the same time. Oh, Yes, Jamie. Jamie! Interesting. Yo, I think if this was in the original Peloton ad, this would have women would not have been so pissed, right? Right, 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 right. Because you don't need, at that point you don't need your husband. At that point, if you have this thing, <laughs> she's thanks, like, honey. "Oh, thanks, honey. See you. Uh, see you in a year." Hey. Uh, 
you know, she's getting banged by the bike. You know what I mean? Ah, I mean actually, they should, re- they should just rename the Peloton Bang Bike now. You know what I mean? <laughs> the Bang Bike. <laughs> um, oh, you can I also like use it. the seat cover on, on Soul Cycles and Soul Cycle. Damn. And I think, which they might have to obviously rename. <laughs> can you add? From Soul Cycles. <laughs> You're putting me on the spot. What's the obvious joke up? there? Oh, I'm supposed to what, fill whole, in the blank? Whole Cycle? Whole Cycle. Oh. Oh. Whole Cycle. I thought that was obvious. Hey, that was like, you to... thought that was obvious? Wow. You could put it on a city bike and it instantly becomes a... <laughs> whole bike? No. Plitty wow. bike. No. Uh, wow. <laughs> that doesn't really like make a lot of sense, but I, I forced that one. Jimmy! A Clitty bike? Woo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bike. You could probably put it on the bikes you used to ride as a kid, too. You know? Yeah. Like BMXXXX. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wouldn't advise women, though, to use the seat cover during that time of the month. All right? Oh. It, it, it would bring a whole new meaning to the term menstrual cycle. Not me. Jamie, is it it only limited to to women? Can you put in like a a fake vagina underneath? Well, I think you would slide off if you did that. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I don't know. I mean, look. Are guys ordering this also, Jamie? Um, Yeah, I mean. What is he working customer service to this thing? Is there a discount code? I need a discount code. The OC is for everybody. The OC is for everybody. All right. Um, I think Ti is actually bringing it to this doctor to check up on on it. (laughs) Oh, check up that how many people have used it. There it is. That was a sloppy Ti joke, but um, (laughs) I I really I try to bring that out of left field. But um, good callback. Let's move on. Okay, let's move on from this. Okay, Uh, let's go from menstrual to menopause, right? Because Madonna's in the news today. Oh. Material girl. 61-year-old Madonna was spotted cuddling in Miami with one of her backup dancers. And surprise, surprise, he's much younger than she is. Okay. 26 years young. Wow. Okay. That's it? Okay. Look, look, we can all admit her isla is not as bonita as it used to be. (laughs) (laughs) Jamie! This papa ain't gonna preach, all right? Because she doesn't have to justify her love. I think... Oh, God. I give her props for dating younger men. You know, she's she still got game at sixty one. Like she's rolling up to young boys at the park. Like this used to be my playground. You know? Used to be, and they're like, "Oh shit, for real? We have something in common." Um, oh my god! And yo, it doesn't stop. Shout out to backup dancers though. Can I just because like every backup dancer always gets with the yeah. the, the the celebrity that they backup. Casper with, with J Lo now. J Lo, Britney, right? Yes. So J Lo dated hers. Britney married hers, and now Madonna's babysitting hers. Right? Damn. Wow. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm, uh, that's enough for the regular bites for this week. Um, oh, but okay. we have a little really quick segment we actually put up on our Instagram. We asked uh, viewers, listeners, uh, what uh, New Year's resolutions they have. Oh, really? Yeah. That's right. Wow. You did. And um, mm. we had a lot of people write us. And oh, okay, um, so thank you, listeners. Let's start out with Florida Jesus. She responded. She says um, her resolution is surviving vape lung. Ooh. That's a big thing. And she's, that's very topical right now, right? So Absolutely, topical given yeah. this very dangerous. Episode this also. episode, just like the climate. Yeah. Um, so I hope that she manages to do that. I um, had three years in a row trying to recover from hookah lung. So. Hookah lung. Oh, hookah lung. <laughs> so I'm happy that uh You were hooked on hookah, huh? Yeah, I was. Oh man. Okay. Uh next one. This is a hard one. DRA dot Angela Jimenez. So draw. 
Jimenez, but okay. Jimenez. Okay. <laughs> Doctora. Uh, she says Jimenez. start. She's her resolution: start saving. <laughs> <laughs> her resolution is to start saving for a house. She's being oh, responsible, nice. y'all. Good for her. Um, Excellent. <laughs> so she's like, I'm trying to get out this like roommate situation. I want to get a house. <laughs> In New, in New York? I hope she... I don't know if she lives in New York. She's but. in any therapy after the way you pronounce her name, bro. I know, right? The house has to wait. J- Jim, what did, I didn't say Jimenez. I said Jimenez. Right? Jimenez. You, you can say that many different ways, right? Jimenez. Of course you can. Um, okay, the next guy. Mr. Ariel Ferrieria. Well, that damn. Oh. She destroyed him. We know him. We know him. Wow. Wow. Ariel. Sorry, Ariel. Wow. Ariel. Jamie the boy. butcher over here. I, All right. I use Feria to dye my hair. It's, uh, yeah. Anyway, we know Ariel. Ariel said, be less like Juan Bago and more of a friend. Wow. 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 He threw whoa. him under the bus. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Ariel. No, I, I, yeah, I also concur that. I think that. <laughs> Tibby edited that one out. Uh, <laughs> Keeping it real. Keeping it real. Yo, Puerto Rican Geo one. Oh, oh, yes. Okay. Okay. I love when it's like a long like title and then there's a number at the end. Like, yeah. It's like, <laughs> yo, Domi Mex three. <laughs> um, that's a real, yeah. That's an old AO instant, instant messenger name. Um, he said, do something amazing to be a guest on the show. Oh. Okay. Maybe get a Netflix show, huh, buddy? Oh. <laughs> Again, not personal. I got love for you. I got love for everybody there. So, <laughs> you guys making it personal. He's a little like you know. It's fine. The ferns uh, who stole Christmas. Oh wow! Going. Yeah. Um, Salbro, Salbro said. Salbro, Salbro, Sal yeah, you came to visit us from Toronto. Yeah, from Toronto. Salbro, yeah. um, and he said, make traveling more of a priority and explore the beauties of the world. That's I like yes. that. That's, That's good. Bro. That's, That's something that. you could put on like a card you know? and a vision yeah, board. Yeah, 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 yeah. And a vision board. Mm-hmm. Our vision uh, board still the thing. Oh Is yeah, that still happening. Still okay. All right, and the last, ever. the last one from Sophie Rod. Mm. Oh, we know her. <laughs> we know her. <clears throat> okay. And Wait, she, what she said? One word: yoga. Oh. Yeah. oh, hot Bikram yoga, though. Is that what yeah. she's doing? That's what she's doing, Mike. Yeah. Well, that's Mike's girlfriend, FYI. So, um, we'll see. we don't want to get too much into. Yeah, yeah, no, we don't. Um, that's the bites for this week. Man. All right, Yay. happy New Year, Merry Happy Christmas, Year, Happy Holidays, All right, Hanukkah. Woo. All right, yeah. now it's time for the fake news. Woo. The views, opinions, and insinuations made by Frank Nibs do not necessarily reflect or represent those held by the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Live from La Gran Manzana, it's Frank Spiracy News with Frank Nibs. Hello, folks. Hi, Hi Frank. Frank. Hello, everyone. How are you? How are we doing? What's up, Frank? Hi, Hi Frank. Guys. Yes. This is the last one for the year. This is your 150th oh, man. I've uh, fake looking, news. I've been wow. looking forward to this all day. Wow, I can't believe it's been Coquito? such a good... Coquitos? Yeah, let me get a drink. Let me get... Hold on. You got Hold those on. Coquito sweats right now. Yeah, yeah. Let, <laughs> let me get one more drink of Coquito. Hold on. It's like your sweat is just yeah, yeah. like... Sure is, that's the is right the fake move. news on Coquito? Hold you, on, hold on. You're sweating almond milk right now. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea to make it with almond milk. That's well, folks. A little healthy. I got a good one for you. Okay. Well, they all are. I'm a really dis- I'm disappointed, to be honest with you. Oh, no. And, and this is, uh, I'm, I'm throwing this out just in case kids are hearing this. Um, you know, turn this down. I don't want the kids to hear this. Rachel, please don't let Benjamin or Donovan uh, 
please hear this segment because I know they hear the show. Well, Donovan is a subscriber only because I created an iTunes account for him to get an additional subscriber. Okay. Uh, I can't say that my four-year-old is listening to the podcast. That explains the uh, comment on the Apple iTunes. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) That he wrote on his own. I like a lot. But our 8 to 14 demo, like, maybe you should, like, leave because we have a big, we're really popular with the tweens that are listening right now. Go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, I'm I'm going to touch on Christmas. We're here. You know what I mean? But this is between us. Don't let the kids hear about this. Okay. I mean, I was very, like, very flabbergasted when I found this out. This was, like, huge to me. Um, uh, I found out that Christmas uh, is not really the name of the actual holiday Christmas. Oh. It was it was first named Saturnalia. <laughs> wow, that sounds yeah. like a woman body part, right? Sat, you know Saturn. Remember, right, I, I gotta did... go get my Saturnalia wax this <laughs> week. What are you doing, guys? Remember, I, did... I like someone drunk saying like, "Yo, meet me on Saturday." Or saying we're Saturday. Yo, meet me on Saturnalia, five p.m. <laughs> yeah, they used. To... I told this to Rachel when I was in California. This is a theory that once upon a time in this Earth, we could actually see the sun and we could actually see the planet Saturn. Oh. Okay, oh. and you have people that actually uh, looked at the sun and actually praised the sun, and there was people that actually praised Saturn, the oh. planet. You can actually see, and it looked beautiful, and it was sideways, and you could see the ring and the whole nine. Okay. This is what they did on Christmas? No, this is like people that really actually are pagans, and they look up to Saturn. So that's where this name Saturnalia comes from. Oh. Yeah. And it's a winter solstice, um, yes. and it's a pagan holiday. Oh. Okay? Mm-hmm. This thing comes from the north where the sun would actually not shine for several days between december 17th and january 6th and it took three days where the sun would never come up and this happened in the north so the this, north pole the north when like- i say the north i mean scandinavia i mean canada i mean all these countries in the north <laughs> these cold climates and yeah, the sun cold would, climates the, like- yes the sun wouldn't come out sometimes for three days and this is where this came from and it's a it's a pagan holiday and it was when the sun came up people actually were like amazed mm. and they would felt like you know life started again mm. you get it guys and then, this, and then this, and then this, then this, then this tradition moved on, and the Romans took it, and that's when it cu- turned to Saturnalia. Mm. Okay, and it was a time of reverence, and it was a time of orgies, and people had good times, and they were drinking. Me, I love how you trying to sneak that in. And time I'm about orgies. Honest. What kind of Christmas party is that? <laughs> right. And it got. Oh, I mean, oh, oh, oh. You had. You had wait. You had slaves. That's at not that, eggnog. You had, you had slaves at that time. You had, you had slave. You had people. People switch roles. So you had slaves and you had owners, and they switch roles. And people uh, that were slaves would serve their servants, and uh. so on and so forth. And it was a, it play, a time of uh, like having fun and having reverence. And then as time went on, the Catholic Church got involved because these parties got to like a point that they were like crazy. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And they actually mixed the day of Jesus Christ's born day. Yeah. Which he wasn't born on the 25th. He was born in the summer. Wow. Okay. What? Yes. And they took this day and they mixed it with this winter solstice day. Mm-hmm. And they mixed it into one religion, which is called Christmas, what we celebrate now. Oh my God. Yeah. I was, I, I was shocked. Wow. And you know this guy, Satan? Yeah. If you take his name and you reverse know. it, it's Satan. <laughs> you have to take the name. Satan. Right? Satan. Satan. What is it backwards? Sat- Santa. Satan. It's not. Whoa. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, this dude, this yes. dude is Never a... Oh, and he's red. Never and play. He, and he wears red. Yes. Oh, my God. He wears God. red. Rachel, you're wearing Satan's hat. 
and his leggings. Oh my! Listen, socks. this guy not, back. He was a back. And come, Rudolph's nose. <gasps> Red. Oh my! Guys, this guy used to be Candy called. Canes. They used to be Red called Saint Nicholas, and, and yeah. Saint Nicholas was known like as a bad dude. Saint like, Nicholas. That's why the avenue is so bad in Washington Heights. Saint they, Nicholas. They, right, Mike, you're getting there. Listen, a lot of drugs on that. And if you guys remember, like Saturn, when I talked about Saturn, yeah. remember yeah. the 100th episode? Yes. Right. The Romans actually looked up to Saturn and they look at Saturn as their god. Okay? Okay. So that's what Saturnalius right. and this Ooh, come. Saturn you get it? <gasps> and remember the North Pole? Remember I spoke about yeah. the North Pole? Yeah. yeah. Where does Saturn reside? Santa? Thank you, in the North Pole. Yes. With Candy Claus. With his elves. There you go, and guys. And Mrs. Claus. Right. Yeah. So at the end of the day, guys, this is a this is a pagan holiday, and I mm. just want to let you guys know that um, some people say that uh, Jesus was born around Easter. Some people say he was born in the first second month of the, of September. So we really don't know. But at the end of the day, guys, I mean, I still celebrate it, but this is a pagan holiday. Okay, I just, I just want to let you guys no, know no that. For you then. No, I still take the gifts, and I still have a good time, <laughs> and I still drink the coquito and, right. and the penil. But and just know your history. Know, know your know history. the real meaning of Christmas. Exactly. And, you know... Which the, is orgies. Right? right, exactly. Wow, I'd love to relive old times. Pagan Me too. Would, Pagan know? orgies all day. <laughs> Pagan, yeah. day, right. Uh, and uh, basically, that's what it's all about. Um, you know, we enjoy them, but let's know where these holidays actually come from. Well, okay. we have you, Frank, to Th- let us you, know. Frank. Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right. Thank you so right. much. Happy and New Year. Happy New Year. You. And, you know, I hope this year is joyous and beautiful for everybody. Uh, all the LOLs, thank you so much for everything. This year has been freaking fabulous. Uh, I'm looking forward to 2020. All right. Woo. Can't wait for Frank Spiracy 2020. Let's eat Demolo, listeners. This show is built Ford Proud. Sponsored by the Ford Motor Company and the all-new 2020 Ford Explorer. So, please make sure you follow Ford Latino on Facebook and Instagram to get all the information and the latest on the Ford Explorer. All right, you guys, it is the part of the show where we interview someone, and today someone's amazing. We have more than one guest tonight. This is so exciting. They are entrepreneurs. They are leading a field which is very rarely explored by Latinos. We're going to get into it, but please welcome Ramon and Vlad from the Happy Monkey. Yeah. Creators, what do you coin yourself as when you introduce yourselves? Uh, Co-founder. Yes. Creator. creator, um, Lifestyle brand. Fucking incubators. (laughs) uh, Stoners. You know what I mean? Entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs. We got to start somewhere. Okay, let's let's just start. Okay, first of all, welcome to the Latinos Out Loud podcast. We're so happy to have you on what is our season finale. Thank you for having us. We're going out on a high. No, ironically. On a high note. On a high note, for sure, yeah. Well, it's so nice to have you guys. Please, could you tell us what... Well, we know, but tell the listeners what the Happy Monkey is. Well, Happy Monkey is many things. It's a media, merchandise, apparel company. Also, we throw events. And basically, you know, we're representing for New York and Latinos in the cannabis industry. So basically, a uh, cannabis-derived brand. I mean, we don't brand actual cannabis. We don't have... We don't, we don't sell cannabis and all that, but it's basically based off the 
cannabis culture, you know, especially in New York City, because you don't really see cannabis culture as far as like imagery and video as uh, New York. All you see is like the hippies and the West Coast and all that other stuff. So we kind of like felt like we needed to embody the New York culture somehow, right? Because we are here, and mm-hmm. you know, we smoke more weed than everybody else in the world. And nobody's Do we really? Yes, New, Yorkers? New Yorkers. We smoke. Can you believe that? I could more believe that. Well, Rach is four percent of that, so <laughs> I, I, I am contributing to that number, and I feel good about it. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to make myself count here. Ten so. top cities in the world. Um, number number is, uh, top ten is only three in the United States. Number eight is Chicago. Number four is LA, and number one by far, pound for pound, is New York City. Wow. Damn. Okay. I knew this was gonna be this type of episode okay i knew my doctor prescribed something extra to my mother and as he said you know the the reason is that if you guys go on images like on google or anything and you google stoners you see surfboards and skateboards and bikinis but new york city nobody's on none of that stuff you know what i mean so we had to create a version and show people that over here you know you got to do things in a new york minute and adapt to a new york lifestyle and fit it in between your crazy life here the hustle and bustle of new york no surfboards no skating you know not at all yeah a lot of times it's like people smoke like the way they do everything in new york it's just Mm -hmm. like on the run you eat pizza on the run you eat pizza while you're walking exactly while you're walking it's (laughs) like everything is in a rush so it's normal to us but the rest of the world doesn't know this because they just look at images oh the stoner the hippie the surfboard new york is not working like that so Mm. did you guys have this discussion one day and then just decide to start this mega brand how did Uh, this come about well, no. Uh, that's, what, that's that's when I come in. This is me having stoner revelations and shit, right? Yeah. So <laughs> Sounds like a show already. Right? So that's a good show, yes. <laughs> is that your blog? <laughs> it might be now, shit. There you go. Don't, don't, right? don't play with me. Be careful. Race, right? Jamie's going to start that like at midnight. So. <laughs> I already copyrighted I already copyrighted it. So. I just bought it on GoDaddy. Go ahead. So what happened with me was I took a Europe trip and... At some point, I ended up in Amsterdam, and <laughs> I like how you say "at some point." You know, <laughs> Amsterdam was definitely a destination, right? For every stoner, that's a bucket list. So, yes. my first cafe was this like cafe called like uh, Blue Dolphin or Dolphin or some shit. It would just look like the fucking ocean as soon as you walked in. It had jellyfish on the wall. It was all blue, green, aquaish, and all this stuff. And yeah, I fucking did what every stoner would do you walked in i got amazed i've never been to a place where you can smoke so freely you know it was crazy you know when you bumped into these new people i'm the introvert out the two so i don't really talk to people so i walked in there with my new york attitude real quick like right, let me go see the menu yeah. you know i'm all cool and shit let me get whatever i want it's all this fish here man what yeah the fuck? yeah <laughs> sea world and yeah, shit yeah, yeah. You know, like, what the fuck? You know, <laughs> but I ended up being cool with like the manager because, you know, he saw that I was from New York and Arabic dude that we kind of look alike. So he's like, all right, what's up? Uh, whatever. So you go downstairs to a section where you can kind of smoke in, in tobacco because I, I brought my Dutchess. So I got to smoke in my Dutch. So I had to go downstairs. Right. This is like sections of like couches. Like if you would see like in a lounge or a hookah lounge or something like that. Right. So I t- took up basically all like a whole section by myself. I was smoking weed just chilling by myself but then i had to move because there was like a whole group of people coming so i had to sit with like these two strangers those two strangers were from italy started talking to them you know basically i just started having these random conversations with everybody that started just coming in because now i've I met these people from a couple from iraq where mm-hmm. she spoke 
like seven languages. He spoke none. And they looked like they were from Brooklyn. Wow. So, wow. you know, I was kind of amazed. I was talking to her like if she was from New York. She's like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm from Iraq. And da, 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 da. So I'm having these ma- uh, real, I'm real from amazing uptown Iraq, though, yeah. but you know what I'm saying? That's how we get down, you know? On the we lower east side of Iraq. <laughs> you know, Keep uptown, it going. Washington Heights, <laughs> you know, in yeah. the building. Uh-huh. So I'm in there, and I'm having these experiences with all these foreigners. To me, like, you know, these different people from all over the world. It hit me like, oh, shit. I need something like this at home, like something that feels like this. You know, it don't necessarily got to be the exact situation, but it has to feel like this, where the introverted smoker or the New York smoker that doesn't have time can feel where he can connect with other stoners. And I have to worry about maybe like the alcohol situation or like whatever the case may be. It's just so just stoners unite. So I felt like I needed to name the brand something that made you uplifting instead of like this like tough exterior thing so i was like let's call this shit happy monkey and like literally it just came to me like like that i was just smoking i was like call this shit happy monkey we're gonna sell ashtrays and like grinders and rolling trays everything that got to do with weed you know what i mean so you guys can imagine like he comes from this trip and tells me let's do this this sounds kind of crazy yeah i was like i don't know you high yeah, I was, like, oh, right? <laughs> I was like, "Fuck it, let's try it," and it went zero to a thousand fairly quickly. Wow, like how quickly? Like very quickly. Like yeah, we're two years like, in right now. Like basically, really? you yeah. know what I mean? Like basically, like you know, because people don't understand that New York, even though there's ten million people, is a really lonely place because everybody's mm-hmm. just coming and going and yeah. going and coming. Nobody really, yeah, you know what I mean, gathers and unites as much. So except you got roommates, because then it's like way yeah. too many people in one spot. <laughs> Like, come on, man. That's very New York. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, man. So once we saw the traction, then, um, you know, we started doing our due diligence and we started going to conferences and we started seeing what's going on in the current state of the cannabis industry legally in other places and stuff like that. And then we noticed two things. There's a lack of, there is no New York City brand known anywhere outside of New York. Second of all, there's not really any Latinos, especially not Dominicans. No. You are the first, correct? Uh, as, as, as far as we know. There's 300 yeah. million people in the country, but as far as we know. As far as we know, New York, Amazing. we are pretty much the first lifestyle brand, cannabis in the building. What, what are some stereotypes uh, about New York weed that you kind of, people thought, you know, or you think people, you know, assume like, oh, New York weed is not as often Cali or is always like, it's not, you know, the best type of weed. Like, do you, is there anything that's that? Well, there's a few stereotypes as far as strains that is like New York made famous, like mm-hmm. sour diesel yes. and yeah. haze okay. and gorilla yeah. glue. Because yeah. New Yorkers are very like, basically like New Yorkers live like in their own little tunnel and they don't care what's going on in the rest of the world. They're like, oh, but this, this is like, no, we like this and that's and it. that's it. Yeah. You know? And and those strains just so happen to be that they're sativa. So sativa is pretty much uplifting. Nobody's sitting around the couch in New York City, right? Mm-hmm. So you kind of smoking yeah. to get creative. You kind of smoking to write some shit. It's fascinating. You know, you're to, and you to also got to work on your five jobs in order to stay alive while you're smoking. Yes. Ah. So you can't slow down too much. Basically, that really reflects like my purchase behavior. To be quite honest, 
It's usually like 75% sativa and 25% indica for those nights, you know? Because it's go. always those nights that like no kids. I just want to go the fuck to sleep. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that'll kick in real nice. Okay, it's not about me. Fellas, <laughs> fellas when did you guys start smoking uh, marijuana? Question. Uh, I must have started smoking my first time when I was like 12, 13 years old. Wow. Same here, my friend. Was it like you grow up fast in small town New York City? Sour diesel? Uh, Yo, but paint the picture for us. All right. So paint paint a picture. picture. I'll paint a quick picture. (laughs) 1995, 96. Ooh. New York City, Washington Heights. It was a whole different planet. If you guys were in New York City in the 90s, it was a whole Old different New York. planet. It was 40s, crack, dope, all sorts of shit happening. Prior the to gentrification. Yeah, the it shit was, was... the hood. It was the real... It was still the hood. <laughs> it, the shit was little DR, the, the, the booming systems outside, all sorts of shit was going on still, right? Um, Jamaicans were the ones with all the weed. Oh. Mm. There was no... Hydro, there was no haze, there was no sour. Well, at least not in our area yet. The Jamaicans were the ones who had the like chocolate and like the dirt weed. That's mm-hmm. where you get weed at, right? Oh yeah. So prior to that, I would I used to go cop for my older friends and stuff like that. I wasn't smoking yet. So I already had access to go get weed. So I would be the one to go get weed for my friends, right? Yo, so let's go try guy. this weed. I was the guy. Yo, go ahead, go. Wanna <laughs> <laughs> go get the weed or whatever. And we all smoked in, like, joint paper. We made, like, five joints out of, like, two nicks or something like that. And, <laughs> <laughs> yo, and it got us high. It gave us the super giggles. I got the, the, it, it gave me all the good stuff, like, all the giggles. It gave me the munchies, you know, all the, all the good shit. You know, the, the yapping, you know, you start talking mad shit with your friends and all this stuff. You know what I mean? Because pretty much at that point. 12, 13 years old, we all kind of lied to our parents and went to go sleep over. All the time. The guys, you know, whoever had the open crib at the situation, the that's what happened. open crib. You know what I mean? It was very rare, so we took advantage of that situation, and that was my first time getting high. And, yeah, we ate, like, half a bottle of jelly. <laughs> Damn, yo. That shit was crazy, though. Yo. Yeah, that's it. Dad, it what was, about you? When was your uh, first time? Me, um, my first time, I remember, um, you know, like he said, there was always a friend with an open crib. Mother wasn't there, whatever. So I was cutting school playing hooky at a friend's house that had the open crib and it was he was a little older he was like 16 17 and i was like oh let me get a few pulls and i'm like you sure and then like that's it i fell in love it was like hey you felt great got the munchies (laughs) and that's when that, that romance started so none Wait. of you had like a peer pressure situation. It wasn't like no. I don't know if I should do it was this like, to you guys. Man. It was like me more. Like I was peer, yeah. I was pressuring to get it. And they're like, yeah. you sure? Yo, I'm ready, man. Share, motherfucker. Wait, yeah. yo, can we nah, go around? I was the like room? the corrupt one of my friends, man. You know, because you got to remember, we Dominican, the Dominican older culture. Or, you yeah. know, us know, but the olders, you know, smoking weed is not really a thing. You know, it's, mm. you know, you can't come home smelling like weed, and it's 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 it was a real big, it's a big stigma. And even still, you know what I mean? That is very true. I just want to know, like, Mike and Jamie, where was your first time? 
Uh-oh. All right. You mean smoke I it? love this question. The way you framed the question. So it was like, you and not Jamie, when was your first get, time? Like, <laughs> not just where you're well, Jamie, It was on a, a Ferris wheel. Uh, yeah. um, he looked at me. I looked at Coney him. And so uh, love at first sight. Yeah. So romantic. Okay. What was your first time smoking weed? Real quick. Jamie, it was like three years ago, right, for you? Stop it. <laughs> Rachel was like peer pressuring me. Smoke that shit. Stop being a little bitch. Stop being straight edge right now. No, but it was a girl. I'm sorry. It was a girl, and it was one of these things where it was like, "I girl." We get a lot of those in our in our podcast. Yeah, it's always a girl. Girl always the peer pressure. At least in my experience, it's always like. And she went to buy. She was like, "Oh, I'm gonna." She went to go buy it, so I was like, like standing in the corner, like a like like an idiot, while she did business, and I'm like, "What the fuck's going on?" I got paranoid. I was like, "Am I gonna be an accomplice? Is some shit gonna go down?" And then you know, we met to her place. She put on some Outcast, and it was like, I was like, I was like, oh, so immediately I I I put weed in the seduction category. I was like, this is like a good, yeah. So I was that was my aphrodisiac to you. Because it does. It does. That is. Studies helps with that. Yo, and then 30 seconds later, yo, you know, I did the deed. All right, Jamie. That was a very long I was young. I was young. All right, Mike. Yo, some fact checking in that. I don't know. Real quick. Where'd you first time? I don't know. For me, it was a house party and uh, everyone was smoking. You know, it was a bunch of blanquitos and I didn't get high the first time. Um. Yeah. So it was like in high school. I was like, uh, you didn't get 17. high. So did, were you like, is something wrong with it or something oh, wrong with me? Smoking. I just didn't know what the big fuss was yeah, all about. I'm like, yo, this is not doing anything. So you went straight to coke after that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. Where I grew up, yo, yo like, yeah. hello, Connecticut. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, yo, what's up? Bump, bump. Uh, my no. first time was at a house party too by the right? way it was at a, a cut party remember those like oh, the hooky party, party. Uh, so much fun and yeah. a Dominican introduced oh, me to man. it uh, don't blame us I have to because I was like okay yep I love it let's yeah. go yeah. keep it moving by the way I know Frank's not here he would love to be here Frank uh, just texted me it was, his first time was 1942 oh, they, it was the first That's strand that foul. came in he's not here to even represent himself he can't later on i look i am so curious right now um uh, what is the craziest thing you've ever used to roll up uh weed like oh, you guys wow. like ran out of paper like was there anything you guys like macgyvered wow. uh, i've macgyvered one time we were i can't i can't remember i think it was somewhere where there was no stores around and nobody had anything available you guys know the the paper that comes around the the, the, the tissue paper the one that comes inside when the one that's wrapped in that oh, paper. the paper that this wraps ra- the toilet paper? The toilet paper, paper yes. when you first open it. The Mark Cal, oh, the 89 one. cent one? We turned into MacGyver, yes. <laughs> oh, that was super it's, it's thick paper. That it's one's thick paper. I need an animation we, of this, yo. This is not funny. No, to, mommy. No, no, no. Please. It was like, it was like, <laughs> it was like Stone and MacGyver. It's like, uh, how are we going to get out of this situation? <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that. Jerry told me one time he used That's the actual toilet paper roll. The brown. Oh, wow. Why did he roll a fat wow. blunt? Like yeah. How can you tell the difference from far away? Super thick. Like Yo, one that. time I used, you know, the big pen, the clear big pen. You pop the ink out and then you go. It's wow. Wow. Yeah, But only the clear one. Hey, listeners out there, just uh, DM us your strangest yeah. way of rolling. we are Latinos out loud. What have you MacGyvered? CC your parents. CC your parents. Marijuana MacGyver stories. Share them. I want to delve in a little bit about the industry in general. 
and yes, what yes. you see the future of uh, of marijuana because I know that you know the transitioning of like you know athletes saying it's it's good for them instead of the pills and I think that just in general with the pharmaceutical like transitioning to to marijuana and, and it's not federal what do you guys envision right now five ten years from now in the uh, marijuana industry well, guys, after, you know, I just came from the biggest cannabis conference in the world in uh, Las Vegas, MJ Biz. Oh, tell us about so, it. So, well, after um, you answer the question. Basically, no. So, I'm just trying to say that we go to all these different companies. Me and him, we are constantly, you know, staying up to date on what's going on and what are the current events. And basically, after all our research, I feel strongly that when it's said and done and it's become mainstream, it's going to change the face of the world because it has 25,000 different uses medically recreationally hempcrete yes sir clothing so it's just gonna change the world completely and it's gonna create so many opportunities and it's gonna be the biggest transfer of wealth from underprivileged and middle class people probably ever yes wow. yes that is Swallow that or smoke it, mm. actually. Yes. <laughs> Roll that up and smoke it. That is so, how we feel. Strongly. Okay, can you, us being here in New York, let's sort of stay along this path of, of legalization of marijuana. Yes. Everyone's always asking this million dollar question when is it going to be legal <laughs> in New York? What is your take Who on this? Who do you this? have to pay off? <laughs> <laughs> For it to be legal in New York. <laughs> Basically, right? <laughs> oh, What's man. your take on it? The take is, it's it's awkward, I would say, because it's New York. Like, it's, it's, it's not California, it's not Denver. And when I say that, it's because those states are, like, known for agriculture. And, like, they're the growing states, right? Like, that's what California, not New York. New York is more of a, like, consuming, retail, delivery. Like, that's, that's what weed is, that's what basically what's happening in New York, right? So, for it to become legal, right, and, like, now, we don't need it now to become legal because they're not ready as far as, like, to include the minority. You know what I mean? They're not ready. That's basically what we've been seeing. And I don't know. I think I can't, we can't really call it. We can't really call it because it's still, it's still up in the air. We, you know... Nobody really knows how this goes. This is a brand new situation. This is not alcohol. This is not cigarettes. Mm -hmm. This is not like a freedom bill or something like that. This is like a brand new business being introduced to the government. You know what I'm saying? This is not like, oh, we just want to smoke weed. Nah, that's not how the government has seen it. They're like, okay, this is a business. How are we going to make money? How are everybody going to make money if not? And then on top of it, um, uh, we also have seen what's going on in other states that recently went recreational legal. And um, they made a lot of mistakes, and it's like a hot mess. And you know, New York being New York, they don't like they don't they want to make sure they get it right because it's like really like letting a volcano erupt, and they want to make mm. sure they catch all the lava. Mm. I saw it when that. you were saying that you knew yeah. that was going to be a quotable. Take that. <laughs> that was really good. So. <clears throat> When you guys started, when and you 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 started around like the the popularity of hookah was like really hardcore. Like, did you see? Do you see hookah being in restaurants, especially like uptown the Heights? You know what I mean? Like the whole strip, every restaurant had hookah. Did you see that popularity of doing that socially as kind of you know kind of a, a symbol a symbol of kind of like what it could have, what it could be if 
you know, weed was legal, like people mm-hmm. would just start putting it in your, you know, every restaurant and every kind of bar that you could do it. Yeah. Would it be like smoking stations? Like Kushmofongo? (laughs) (laughs) See, that's a whole different topic. That's all edibles and Mm. Kushmofongo. That sounds awesome. Um, I don't know. I never really put hookah and like weed in like the same category. Only because like you mentioned Uptown and stuff like that and Dominicans, they not as far as like that crowd of people that like hookah, they usually don't smoke cigarettes. They usually don't smoke weed. They mm. just like the hookah thing. So I never kind of like put them two in the same category. But now that you kind of say something, it might have maybe helped normalize people smoking in these restaurants. But no, because I don't, it's like two different crowds. Yeah. Stoners, you know, we love munchies. <laughs> <laughs> Just getting high and shit. I don't know about the hookah and dancing merengue. That's a little bit different. For now, what I do believe, going back to your point, like five or ten years from now, when it's all said and done and it yes, gets sir. figured out and it gets situated, you see, like we have nightlife with alcohol. I believe butter life is going to be bigger than nightlife. Yes, yes. yes sir. Whoa. Yes. I'm yes. so excited. Yes. <laughs> it's going. It's going, it's going okay, to sorry. be bigger. Yes, it's sisters. going to be Woo. bigger. Is is consumption lounges will be popping out. All mm. over the world. Mm. That's gonna that be that's so... gonna be bigger than nightclubs. Okay. Amen. So happy monkey, you guys have created. I'm gonna call it an enterprise. It's really a, it's a vast Whoa. network and just different conduits of like mm-hmm. income. There's merch, the podcasts. Yes, yes, yes. I don't yes, know what you good. call the live experience, but I'll just call it a live experience Absolutely. of Happy Monkey. Absolutely. What is in the future for this enterprise that you've created? Well, um, now we're going to start um, curating events and product launches for like um, other com- cannabis companies from all different parts of the country that mm-hmm. want to activate things in New York. So we're mm-hmm. going to be working to curate things and to, you know, get venues that are 420 friendly and mm-hmm. also bring the culture in because we've, we, we, after doing a lot of due diligence, we saw the biggest issue in the cannabis industry is that there's a big divide between corporate and culture. So it's like, you know, the culture sticks with the culture and the corporate and it's not going to work for either of them without each other. So that's why we feel like we're the nexus between corporate cannabis and culture cannabis and we're trying to bridge that gap and that's part of what our podcast is about like i don't know if you notice like when we will have a radio personality then we'll have the ceo of the canadian securities exchange because we teach corporate about culture and culture about corporate and cannabis because they're not going to be able to do it without each other yes yes. you need the course the money people the people that know how to run big businesses but then you also need the culture that knows how to create experiences what people like what people don't like so Mm -hmm. They have to merge and meet each other halfway to have a real optimal, successful industry. There you go, young man. That was very well. That was great. You guys have created, I mean, you've carved out (laughs) such a unique path for yourself, not only for your brand, but you've literally become experts in this field that no one probably has the, a fraction of the knowledge that you have. 
you know, and then layered in with being Dominican and Latino and understanding, you know, that culture. It's fascinating. And that's one of our biggest things for people to see. Like, I remember one time we were talking to somebody that um, was saying, like, how do we get more people to understand the way you guys do, where it's heading to, and how to get more involved, like, in the legal cannabis industry? We were like, well, you just, when the time comes, give us the license and give us the uh, a situation because um, our people minorities, Latinos, they don't look up to med men. They look up to us. And if they see we could do it, then they can do it. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. If they see uh, uh, Tommy from Wall Street did it, they don't feel like they could do it. Or like, you know, somebody from uh, the Hamptons or from Beverly Hills, they they can't relate, you know? So we all aspire to inspire, you know? My last question to you guys as partnership, what, um, what, how do you guys work so well together? Like, what's the balance you two bring? Because I know one's creative, one's the outspoken, one is quiet. Like, how does that work yes, between sir. you two? Well, it works because, I mean, yin and yang style. You know how it is. We, we, know, we know each other for a very long time already. We went to high school together, FYI, G-Dubs. Okay, Frank went to G-Dubs. Frank is having an aneurysm. He's crazy right now, isn't he? He's behind me. I can't even. Yeah. And then more importantly, guys, we know our roles, like, I am not a creative guy. I am black and white. There's no gray with me. <laughs> he is a very creative guy, so I don't get in the way yeah. of that. I am more of like, you know, socialized, political, you know, mm-hmm. numbers and stuff like that. And, you know, it's just like, you know, we we trust each other in our strengths of expertise. You know what I mean? Basically, we, that's how it is. We don't right get Because basically we see each other like we're a football team, right guys? Aside from me and him because there's a lot more to Happy Monkey than just me and him. Don't get it twisted. There's a mm-hmm. lot of people that play a role. It, it, it makes it's a team. team. Yeah, it's a team. So we see it as like we're a football team, right? And we don't care who scores the touchdown as long as we get the championship. Uh-huh. So nobody's bigger than the brand. Not me, him, or no. anybody else. Well, we want to thank you guys, Ramon and Vlad from what? the Happy Monkey for coming thank through. We want to thank you, Gems and gifts, awesome. the words that you've given us. So Rachel said you have some treats for us. Um, I didn't ready? say that. <laughs> I did not say that. We you might, got a cop from Happy Monkey. What can I tell you? <laughs> All right, now it's time for the Keloke. Part of the show for the Fuchila Fresheners sponsored Keloke segment. You guys go to fuchilafresheners.com, F U C H I L A Fresheners.com, and cop your air freshener today. And make sure to use code LOL20 for 20% off of your purchase. It's the holidays. Who doesn't want a Walter Mercado air freshener? Come on, mm. rest in peace. Hang him in your rearview mirror. Put him by your sneakers. Put him in your weed drawer. He smells good and he will give you mucho, mucho amor. So go to fuchilafresheners.com and use code LOL20. All right, Ramon and Vlad, que lo que? Que lo que? Happy Monkey, everybody. Happy Monkey with the U. You can find us on Instagram, Happy Monkey with the U underscore, TikTok, LinkedIn, fucking Apple motherfucking music, all the mm. good stuff. We on everything. Um, what else we on? Spotify, SoundCloud, I don't know. LinkedIn. <laughs> 
You name it, we're there. <laughs> great. Twitch. I think you mentioned. Yeah, we on Twitch. We play games too. Stoders want fucking video games. Um, TikTok. Happymonkey.com. TikTok. Look Snapchat. out for our newsletter we just started uh, this month. And the next one will be out uh, January 2020. And it gives you all the updates on all the fun things Happy Monkey has done in the past, the present, and will do in the future. Amazing. You should mail a physical newsletter that people can also smoke after. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Make it out of wallpaper. Wow. Like hemp or something. Yes. <laughs> wow. I love that, Jamie. Damn, you, damn, you smoked it before I got to read it? Damn, son. I want to thank you guys for the amazing things you guys are doing here, Absolutely. for putting on for the Latino community Absolutely. and giving us a voice here. Hard. And thank we're you. honored to be part of the season finale and humbled that you know you guys chose us. Yeah. Okay, you guys, it's that part of the show where you think the Keloke is over, but it's not because it's a Keloke quickie. Final one. Yes, of the season. What a great final season show, final episode of the season show. I guess that's how you say yeah, it. You can say it. Like you that. guys, he is part of Astronomy Club, which is right now on Netflix with their own sketch comedy show. He is Ray Cordova. Woo! Yes. And more yes. No, no. Ow! Nothing but yes. Oh, How yes. How are you? Yo, welcome to the Latinos Allow podcast, of Ray. Of course. Thank you for having me. Can it's I just so say nice. that uh, watching you guys do your thing is it's exciting. I, I like this. Like I'm a so people come by. I'm a big fan. Did I've heard of it, but I haven't heard your podcast. But now I'm going to listen. It's a very good yes. time here. Yes. I enjoyed. Converted it. him. It's great. I will spread. It the worked. Word. It mm-hmm. worked, Rachel. Nailed yeah. It. This is kind of weird for me because I just binged you. <laughs> right. So now and now you're here in front of me. It's like you know you just came out of the TV. Yeah, it's crazy. You were like, oh, I just saw the show. It's cool. I was like, oh, right. I have a show. Yeah. Because like you know because I people now like oh I just saw the show. I was like oh shit right people oh, know that me thing from that, right? that little. Thing. Got that well, can you please elaborate for those that may be under a rock somewhere? Mm. Tell us about this show that you're speaking of. Yeah, so Astronomy Club is a bunch of our New York-based uh, POC improvisers, sketch performers, Woo-hoo. who are yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, out here in the improv world in New York City, there's a theater called UCB. Uh, it's yes. kind of a big deal out here in New York underground comedy sort of scene, and we were that school's and that theater's first all brown team. Nice. Wow. So yeah, so that happened way back in 2014. Mm-hmm, wow. mm-hmm. There was a small period where you could uh, bring your own squad to audition. They don't have that anymore. Um, and there was a small two year window. We got in on that point. They were like, "We love this team. You're in." And it was nice, kind of from there. They used to do that with dance troops back in the day. Like hey, right. dance troops. It's like, "Yo, I got my squad. Let's go." Right, right, right. <laughs> you Jimmy, used we to break dance. In. We Jimmy break was in. a part of one. You right? used to dance. Yeah. I was the guy who did the Running Man. Like I just that was my only move. So I was <laughs> right, in the right. back. And then, but you're nasty with it. I'm nasty with it. You should show us. Yeah, one day. That's key. Like it's I feel like one great Running Man. You don't have to do any other. That's day. it. That's it. Right. It's That's like, all you well, need. Ray, I gotta like we gotta give props to where props are due because yeah. we are also we're Latino sketch comedians this is not the gla- most glamorous gig mm, being no. a sketch comedian it's no. not like oh yeah do sketch and you'll be in Hollywood in no. a matter of moments mm. it's a very you know it's 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 definitely for the love yeah. so talk to us a little bit about your road to Netflix oh man the road to Netflix uh, well let me just say that there are some people who are on Astronomy Club that I've known well before Astronomy Club I myself, I've been doing improv since uh, in sketch comedy since 2009. Okay, ten years. Ten years. Okay, so, a decade. You know, I'm not into that whole ten year challenge thing, but if I was, I'm just saying. You know, <laughs> 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 thank God. Follow it. No post. No post. Follow. No post. <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, it was a, a long journey. Uh, like I was saying about being in UCB, just to give you an example, I started UCB in 2009, as I already said, and I auditioned three years in a row. And all three years, I couldn't even get a call back. And it was wow. sort of a thing of like, uh, and what was more a little bit insulting was I was part of uh, something called the Diversity Scholarship Program, mm-hmm. which is huge now. So am I, two-time recipient. There you go, there you go, there you go. Okay. So I, um, I was one of the first recipients. And Whoa! Back, right. And back in the day, they Whoa. just... There was so Right. There were so few of us. Dead ass. Uh, they just gave us the full ride. So when I got the scholarship, like, oh, you got five free courses. Five. And I was already nice. in. I was. I, I had just paid for three hundred one. I was like, fuck, I just spent money. <laughs> yeah. but Did I, I get the credit? Right, right. They Did were I like, get the money nah, back? They were like, you can get workshops and stuff. Okay. Mm. And you can give it away. I think I gave one away. I did some workshops. So it That's worked out. That's nice. You can yeah, give yeah. it away. You can give them away. You can give them away. How about I didn't even what? know that? So another scholarship? Oh no, no. I guess not. Well, like another I should, student. Wait, I should say that I don't know if the rules are the same. Okay, I'll look this was, into years, that. this was a long time ago yeah. when I got the scholarship. You trying to give away something, Rachel? <laughs> yo, yo, at Merry Christmas. Have a it little. It should be that way. Have an well, improv class on me. Should be that no, way. sadly, you know, like they really be- UCB bent over backwards for the class that I just wrapped up, sketch writing three hundred one, because right. I couldn't take it in time of the scholarship credit, Mm -hmm. you know, ending. And I said, please, can you extend it? And they extended it another six months, which I don't think is like something that is, you know, practiced all the time. Mm -hmm. But thankfully they were flexible in that. And I was able to finish my 301. Anyway, it's not about me. It's about Ray. No, it's the people need to hear that. Cause I got here for my diversity scholarship. So, you know, people know how to, how to get down with it. Mm -hmm. And usually you communicate, reach out to them. They're pretty cool with it. They are, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, shout out Eric Tenoy. He's been running that diversity program. You know? Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So continue the journey. So the journey with Astronomy Club. So we all were kind of, I guess you could say, struggling improvisers in the sense of trying to be part of the theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to give you an idea of that, again, when I auditioned three times in a row and didn't get in, I'd say like 500 people auditioned for like mm, 16, 20-something slots. Uh, so it's damn. very, it's, yeah, it's really small. It's, it's a small percentage to get in there. And with Astronomy Club, when we auditioned, the year we auditioned, I think it was about 600 people or something like that auditioned, and like 20 or 15 independent teams. So when we got selected, you know, for me, I had already been there four years. Uh, it was a process. So it was just kind of like, you know, with, especially with the improv house, those years of rejection. And I think with the culture, mm. with the improv culture at UCB, you can get caught up in it. And it can be like, I, I want to do this thing. I want to be on this house team. I want to be on this, you know, uh, there every week or whatever it is. And you can get lost in that lifestyle. And I had a teacher tell me years ago when I was in level four, Curtis Gwynn. He was like, Ray, you're a funny guy. You're a great guy. Don't get lost in this and don't end up being someone that's just paying for, to be in a frat or a sorority. Mm. And it's like, and looking, especially where I'm at now, it's like, right. It's like, damn, like it kind of has that culture to it. Cause it's like, you know, you have a show, you go to the bar, you have a drink, you have a good time. It's this fun culture. It's like a hangout, it's like a clubhouse. And then I think sometimes you find yourself in this loophole where like maybe you're paying for classes or going out late to shows, staying out all night. And then it's like, you know, are you furthering your career and your craft or are you just having a good time? Yes. You know, you don't want to pay money to have a good time. I mean, you know, you don't want to, I mean, put on what kind of good time. Yeah. No, you don't want to like, you know, <laughs> go crazy like, you know, with just improv classes and like not advancing, but just like, oh, I, I, it's like this buzz you get, you know, but it's right. like, you got to kind of take something for what it is, take it for what you need it for and move on. And I think it's easy to get lost to something like uh, UCB. So Astronomy Club, so basically, shout out James III, a member of Astronomy mm-hmm. Club. Uh, he basically hit me up one day and was like, yo, at UCB, we can audition as a team now. 
I think it'd be cool to have all black people audition. Now, for myself, I was jaded. I had those three times I got turned away, mm-hmm. and I left UCB. I was like, fuck that place. You know? <laughs> oh, my I mean, God. You know, that's how I felt. People have felt this way before. And I, I went to a place called The Pit, another improv place. Right. Yes. And I started improv over. Improv theater. And yes. I was an intern there and, like, you know, sweeping up cigarette buds outside of uh, The Pit's uh, front, storefront. Mm. And James was like, you know, let's just audition. But he's like, if, I'm, if we're going to do it, I, we want to do it right. So literally... We started practicing every week for three hours, at least once a week, every for three hours for about eight to nine months before it was time to audition. Because we didn't want to just audition and be like, you know, we're nice. We really took it seriously. We met every week. About three months before the audition, we started performing around, performing around the city. Our little buzz got going. So we felt ready when we auditioned. It wasn't just like we just threw it together. We really took our time to train in it. And when we got into uh, to the theater... It was like, oh shit, like we did it. You know what I mean? Like, and I will say, like, me, the one who was jaded, I didn't think for a second we had a shot. And I literally said, I'll join this team because I want to see UCB's face when they tell all eight of us no. It's <laughs> <laughs> really why I, I, I was being spiteful. Uh, but uh, but I, I really didn't think it was going to be a thing because I had been turned away so many times. I've seen so many great friends, comedians get turned away so many times. Uh, and then when we got that call, uh, when we got the call back, to come back to audition a second time, I knew it then that we had it. I said, we get a call back, we're in. So when we found out the news, it was like great. It was like amazing. And the first show was, our first show was a big deal. This is like 2014, 15, our very first show, we had like BET, uh, Comedy Central, uh, VH1, people from Fox. Because at the same time, Astronomy Club got formed, there was a big thing happening about there being no black women on Saturday Night Live. Mm -hmm. That was when they had like... um, Natasha Rothwell, Leslie Jones, and Sashir Zameda, all like, they were like the big three contenders in this big, like, kind of competition. And they all ended up actually a part of it somehow. Maybe not Natasha Rothwell, but they're all doing great nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Sashir won that little thing they had, like a little uh, kind of, not competition, kind of a competition. It was just a, a search. Mm-hmm. So Sashir ended up on SNL. Leslie Jones was a writer. Natasha Rothwell went on to many things, but most uh, acclaimed uh, Insecure. So all those ladies are doing very well now. But um, yeah, it just it took. So a how lot. was that added pressure? Like it was opening night, uh, as well as like all this media press. Was it like were you guys kind of getting that feeling a little extra pressure for that? From that? Well, I don't think I knew until I got. I don't. I don't, I don't think we really knew until we got off stage. We knew uh, it was yeah. a sold out crowd. Yeah. But then people were like, oh, you know, because I had a friend that worked at Viacom, and he was like, oh, this is so and so here, so and so here. I was like, oh crap, like I didn't know that. Okay. So, but it was still it was pressure. But it was so much fun. I think we knew uh, how special it was. And, we, you know, it was the first night and the sold-out crowd. So we just had fun. Some of our, we, like, we still remember scenes from our first show. That's how crazy that first show was. It was iconic. Did you have your identity already kind of, like, did you know kind of what type, you know, or was it a kind of a process of, like, we're going to feel it out and see what kind of our tone and our voice is going to be? Or was it, like, from the beginning, like, this is who we are. We already kind of know what our comedy style is and what we're doing. Uh, we definitely found that out as we went, al- as as we went, went along. Yeah, and definitely, even like the name Astronomy Club, it took us a while to come up with a name. And what happened was Astronomy Club was a placeholder name just for the to be on the list to audition. And then we were like, oh, we vibe with that. That's cool. Because we couldn't think of a name to agree on. Mm-hmm. And James was like, I'm just putting this down for a holder name, Astronomy Club. And we were like, what? Like that? doesn't even mean anything. What is that? And we were like, this is great. you know. And so uh, we just love that because it didn't mean anything. And we kind of felt like we didn't want to be defined. We didn't want to be in a box. So we like the idea of having this random name where you look at us and be like, I don't understand. It's like, yeah, we don't either. We'll figure it out together. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's great. So, okay, now the Netflix special is out. I'd mm-hmm. love to hear about working, um, coming from your creative standpoint, were the sketches that we see on Netflix, the sketches that you guys wrote. Could you just share a little bit about that? Uh, experience yeah so uh really quickly i just want to say that we had this uh it was a long from ucb stage uh they disbanded us in 2015 
And then we decided, and I want people who, I guess, who were improvisers to know, like, when you get disbanded or cut from a theater, like, it's not the end of the world. You have to decide what you want to do with your comedy and your voice. And Astronomy Club formed themselves. So when UCB were like, hey, we don't think you're right for improv anymore. You know, we don't want your services here, so to say, the theater. It didn't stop us. We were like, well, we like being together. And we were like, we don't have to do improv uh, at only UCB. We can do improv wherever. Mm-hmm. So we did improv everywhere. And then we were like, this is fun. We can do more than improv. We literally just sat down and started writing sketches together. And we were like, hey, let's just do a one, one-time Black History Month show. Let's just have fun with it. And we did that in 2015. And the th- it was well received to the theater. And uh, the person running at the time was just like, you know what? You guys can do this all the time, not just Black History Month. So we had like a three-month run of the theater doing that Black History Month show here in New York. And then took it to L.A. And right after that uh, L.A. show, like we came back to New York and like got a phone call. Oh, hey, you've been selected to be in uh, Comedy Central's Comedians to Watch 2016 Showcase. Nice. And we, then we did that showcase. Ooh. And that showcase was supposed to be, if you're in that showcase, they gave you a deal to create one sketch and it gave you like 500 bucks, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but at the Great. same time, right. But at the same time that I guess that was happening, we were trying to finagle a meeting with Comedy Central. So we never made that sketch and they just gave us a straight up TV show pitch. So when Comedy Central had this pitch and they were like, this is great, but no one knows who you are. So we're giving you a digital series and then we'll discuss things when this comes around. And we had this digital series. It was a very long process for whatever reason. And when it came out, they were like, this is great, but we're at, we don't want to move forward. And that was a big blow because I think Aye. people felt like uh, it took a long, it took almost two years to make these six videos for Comedy Central. They were very well received. And then they were just like, nah, we're good. You know, I mean, in better words than that, but more yeah. or less it comes down to like, you know, uh, yeah, we're good. I'm sorry. Uh, and it's all right. You know, that was their choice. And then and we outside were, looking in, watching those videos, they were amazing. And thank people you. Were, it resonated and everyone was like, yo, that was it, for like an audience. We Television. We like right. right away you automatically like, these you. guys have something and it hit hard. So surprising that comedy was like central was like, eh. Yeah, it was surprising to us too. And I think uh when that happened, we met a great, 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 great producer named Dan Powell. Dan Powell is uh one of the heads of Irony Point Productions and he's a co creator of Inside Amy Schumer. And uh which he did with Comedy Central and he also had got uh some awards with them through that. So we actually were with him when we got the meeting, but it didn't work out with Comedy Central. And he was like, we'll figure something out. And he got us all these meetings, and we got Netflix. And then right before Netflix, we ran into Kenya Barris, the creator of Blackish. And he was like, I just saw your stuff recently. I have a deal at Netflix. I want to mess with you guys. Like, I want you to, to go on Netflix knowing that I back you. And he sent someone on his behalf to speak in our meeting and was like, hey, Kenya likes these guys. Oh, wow. And if you choose to sign them, then he wants to do their show under his deal. So, wow. so it almost felt like we were walking into a welcome meeting more than that. Because it was kind of like, well, Kenya has a deal and says he wants us part of his deal. So, <laughs> guess, so by the law of modus ponens, right. I think that we have means a show. logic. Uh, wow, that's and, amazing. Yeah, and the guy who signed us at Netflix, uh, Ben was great. Ben loved us. It was it, Netflix, I will say this, it instantly felt like... Uh, it instantly felt like a family. They were so into us. They loved the Comedy Central videos. Uh, they were doing other stuff with Dan in the past. They obviously loved Kenya. They had given him a new deal. Kenya loved us. It was really kind of serendipitous how it all just came together, that Netflix deal. It's a beautiful story to hear. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it's, I mean, it's inspiring us right now, but I'm sure it's going to inspire listeners as well. Yeah. This can happen. It's a lot of work, and, and I can hear all the work that you've put in in a decade. Yeah, it's crazy. Of sticking to your guns. Mm-hmm, yeah. How do you keep refueling? We uh, Astronomy Club, one thing is that we always kind of bet on ourselves. I got a joke. I'm always, like, I always bet on black. You know, but we were like, we know that, uh, I think we saw how pe- we resonated with crowds in New York from like day one. And uh, and even individually, I guess for myself, like the other seven members of Astronomy Club are some of the most talented people I know. So I've always had confidence, of course, in myself and then them. So it was easy. Like, I, I personally always knew this is something. 
So I never had any doubts about it. You know, there was, I will say this, we went to LA for the meeting for Netflix and I figured to myself, if we don't get a show deal from this, this is probably the end of the road. And at this point we had been together for like, you know, four or five years. And I was like, man, you know, this could be it. So to have the opposite of that, it's like a new beginning now. Oh, wow. Mm, it's crazy. I it's love crazy. that. Mm-hmm. Well, Ray Cordova, tell everybody where they could catch you right now. Please plug, plug, like a Glade plug-in. Well, plug course. away. Of course. Uh, and I smell just as good, too. Uh, but you, you can. <laughs> I can attest to it. Uh, I wonder if one day there'll be like Weed Glade. Anyway. Tom uh, was earlier. Making yeah. Where's, where's Happy <laughs> Monkey? We got I have his card. I'll email yeah, him. Yeah, Happy yeah, Monkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got ideas. Right. I just, <laughs> hear me out. But Astronomy Club, the sketch show, is on Netflix right now, streaming everywhere. Uh, you can find us on astronomyclubcomedy.com. Astronomy Club Comedy is also our, is our Instagram. Club Astronomy is our Twitter. Uh, and we are going on tour next year. So oh, if you what? want Astronomy Club in your city, you got to tweet about it and be like, hey, we nice. want Astronomy Club here. So, Dope. yeah, we're out here. Well, well congratulations. Thank you. Okay, guys, it's my turn. Uh, like the whole year, these guys have been amazing. Uptown Collective and Corriente Latina. Shout outs to you guys. Thank you for supporting us. Check out their website, Big Things in 2020. Shout outs to Led that we saw at the party. Led Black. Uh, and for me, uh, check me out on Juan Bago on all the platforms. Jamie? Yeah, just um, J Friends Instagram, J underscore Friends Twitter. Mike, still no, you still haven't gotten that yeah, underscore out it's, for me? It's been a little, he's, he's kind of, you know, I'm going to uh, have to work so another still, angle. He's yeah. still trying to get my J Friends Twitter. Uh, you know, it's uh, funny because he shared a link on Instagram, yeah. so I think I'm going to DM him on Instagram. So I can, you know, send a longer message to get you Jay Ferns. But 2020, you will get Jay Ferns. 2020. Yeah. All right. Fingers crossed. Yes. All right. Let's put it out there. Um, okay. Frank, you want to say anything? No. I just want to say thank you, everybody. Thanks you to all the interns over here. You guys have been great. Thank you yes. for the help. Um, this year has been amazing. We couldn't do it without you guys. And um, Frank, by the way, I don't want to interrupt, but I am. But somebody um, in the LOL uh, Instagram DM'd that they, they loved you. Really? And I at you, so I think you should expect a phone call. Okay. I can't wait. Ooh. I will answer that phone call. Add them to the list. Yes. But anyway, yeah. guys, thank you so much. Everybody over here has been great. 2020, I can't wait. Thank you so much for all the help. It's been great. We can't do it without you. Thank you so much. Yes. Okay, I'll go. Please follow me at Rachel La Loca, R-A-C-H-E-L, La Loca. And a big shout out to our OG partners at Yerro.com. That's L-L-E-R-O.com, the news and lifestyle platform for Latino men. The Latinas of 2019 are here, the neck breakers, the ceiling shatterers, and the legends. Visit Yerro.com and find out who made this year's list. I have a show um, the holidays are very busy for this mama, you know, taking care of little seeds and such. But also I have a show on December 28th. I'm part of the old school sketch show at the pit. So come see me December 28th at 930. You can go to the pit-nyc.com for tickets. This is so exciting because this is a seven day process. We're going from pitch to stage in a week, SNL style. So it should be really cool. December 28th, come check out your girl at 930. Um, I also want to extend that note of thanks that Frank was giving y'all before in that we are so appreciative to for everyone who is a part of this show, the interns, everybody who comes here week after week and gives us their time, their experience, their knowledge, their smiles. And to all the listeners, you guys are getting more and more engaging and we are loving it. We love the DMs. We love the emails. Please continue to flood our inbox. We are latinosoutloud at gmail.com. We have a website. Yes, 2019 gave all us a right. lot of gifts. We have a new 
newsletter. We have a Patreon. And we have a lot in store for 2020. So please continue to rock out with us. Thank you to Revolver, the network, to Engine Room Audio, to CJ. And also the behind the scenes crew. And on that note, Happy New Year. See? Faked ya. Faked ya. Happy New Year. Happy holidays. We will see you in 2020. We're going to be louder and then ever. So on that note, we out! It's the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Hey, America, Christopher Hahn here, the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. What is with the president and the right-wing echo chamber encouraging these astroturf protests against stay-at-home orders around the country? It's ridiculous, and it needs to stop. Check out the Aggressive Progressive Podcast wherever you download podcasts. Oye, mijo, ¿qué show es ese que están escuchando? Tremenda vaina. Hola amigos y bienvenidos a Tremenda Vaina, el show donde escuchas cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro, solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? Nos puedes encontrar en tu plataforma favorita. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Suscríbete hoy. Y esto es Tremenda Vaina. Tremenda Vaina. There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more. ¿Qué tal amigos? Mi nombre es Roman Rojas y Tremenda Vaina es el podcast donde te contamos cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro, solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? Estas son las historias del último episodio. Te contamos de un muchacho en China que vendió una parte de su cuerpo para comprarse un iPad. ¿Será verdad? ¿Será mentira? También te traemos la historia de un lugar en el mundo donde los perros son azules. Hay un niño de 7 años de edad que sospecha ser culpable de una de las cosas más terribles que le ha pasado pasado a la humanidad. Una familia en la zona rural de Colombia investiga la desaparición de animales de su granja. Cuando averiguan la respuesta, casi pierden sus vidas. Acuérdate que de estas cuatro historias solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? Suscríbete hoy en iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify o tu plataforma favorita. Tremenda Vaina Podcast.